Uh, Well, it's so good to be of you here today opening up God's Word. Um, Let's pray as we start. Heavenly Father, thank you for this passage that we've just read, that you have given to us. Uh, Please help us to pay close attention, to listen. Uh, Please help us be those who live by faith, trusting your words today. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, the question I'd like to ask you all today is, what is your gospel forecast? Uh, We're used to weather forecasts, aren't we? Um, I was actually just last week down in Wellington having coffee with a guy who worked at MetService, and I met him just outside MetService HQ. And and the way they do forecasts is all all these scientists in that building uh, take all these measurements of the the current weather patterns. They use all their knowledge of, of how weather works, and they create these really complex mathematical models that will predict what the weather's going to be like around New Zealand. Well, my question for you is, as you look around the current religious climate here in New Zealand, here in Auckland, as you look at all the data points, as you look at the things that we're celebrating in this service today, what is your forecast for the gospel? Is God's kingdom growing as increasing, or is it going backward and declining? About a decade ago, a bunch of scientists over in the States uh, started to do something a bit like what MetService did, except with religion. Uh, they took all the census data from nine Western countries, uh, which included New Zealand. Uh, they looked at how the growth and decline of religions, but particularly they looked at the increase of those who ticked the box saying, no religious affiliation. And they created this mathematical model uh, based on the assumption that groups that keep growing and become bigger and bigger, like the no religious affiliation group, will become more and more attractive, and those who shrink will become less attractive. They took this model, and they looked at all this past data from nine countries, and it fit incredibly well. So they took their model and looked forward into the future. Uh, This is what they predicted. The model therefore predicts continued growth of non-affiliation tending towards the disappearance of religion. Uh, Richard Weiner, one of the researchers, spoke to the BBC about it. Uh, He mentioned, look, it is a suggestive result. Uh, Things are a lot more complex than that. But he, he says, it's interesting that a fairly simple model captures the data. And if those simple ideas are correct, it suggests where this might be going. This model, this gospel forecast, uh, predicts that in countries like New Zealand, having no religious affiliation will become more and more attractive, and it will grow and grow and grow, and Christianity will just one day disappear. Well, well, there is one gospel forecast. What about you? As you look around your life, think about all the people at your workplace, at your school, at your kids' preschool, As you look at that, as you look at what's happening today, where do you see things going? Is Christianity increasing or heading towards extinction? Well, I wonder if, in our passage today, the disciples of Jesus were asking a similar question. They'd been with Jesus for a while by now. They'd seen him do these incredible miracles. They'd heard his incredible teaching. But things were getting a bit rocky. Their mate, John the Baptist, had been thrown in prison. Uh, The religious leaders, the the who's who of their society, were opposed and critiquing Jesus publicly. And and on top of that, whole towns had seen Jesus' wonderful miracles, but they said, meh, and didn't really respond at all or follow him. 
And the disciples were probably asking, is this kingdom that Jesus is talking about, is it going forwards or is it going backwards? And in chapter 13, Jesus starts speaking to the crowds in parables, which I think gives us an answer to this question. Uh, Today, we're just going to zoom in on three of these parables uh, to see what Jesus had to say to them and has to say to us here today. If you've got a Bible, please do open it up and uh, turn to Matthew 13. uh, And we'll start with that first parable called the parable of the weeds. Uh, I was going to read it out and retell it for you, uh, but I think the kids' spot did such a a great job, ten times better than I could do, so I won't bother. Uh, It's a simple story. A farmer goes out, he sows some good seed... But in the night, an enemy comes and sows weeds. Apparently, in that part of the world, there's a weed called the bearded darnel. And when it's small, it looks identical to wheat. It's not until it grows up and you start to get the grains um, of the ears of wheat that you can tell that they're different plants. But by that point, it's too late. Uh, This weed ruins the crop. And on top of that, the the, um, roots of the wheat and the weed will intertwine. And so if you pull up one, you pull up the other which also would ruin your crop. It's a difficult parable, so what's the solution? Well, the landowner says, just wait until harvest. Uh, Now, Jesus goes on to explain. So if you've got a Bible, look down at verse 37. Let's have a look at what Jesus explains this parable as. Jesus said, uh, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. Uh, That's Jesus. The field is the world... And the good seed, these are children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. Now, the trick to parables is to realize they're normally only making one big point. So don't try and make all the points somehow fit with reality. Look for the big point that Jesus is making. And his point here is simple. Expect evil. The landowner and the servants, they're really surprised to see the weeds, but we who hear this story shouldn't be. An enemy, uh, the evil one, has planted them. So when you turn on the TV, when you open up your news app, expect evil. I think experience tells us that, doesn't it? Despite all our advances in technology and science and education around the world, there's still war, Uh, there's still slavery... There's still sex trafficking. Uh, Even in New Zealand, we haven't done away with bullying, with abuse, or with racism. Uh, The dream of equality, fairness, and world peace is a great one, and it's worth striving for. But Jesus tells us this parable to set our expectations. Expect evil. Uh, Expect people who even say they follow Jesus to turn around and do incredible evil. Uh, Sometimes the wheat and the weeds will look the same and won't be distinguished until later. And don't expect the wheat and the weeds to get on. The enemy planted it in opposition to the landowner. So expect evil directed towards Christianity. Expect lies, slander, exaggerations. Expect that Christians will have a hard time of it. So when you come to thinking about your gospel forecast, the first thing, expect both God's kingdom and opposition to his kingdom to both coexist right now. But that's not the end of the story. Because Jesus' big point is, expect evil, but only for a time, because a harvest is coming. Uh, Look down at verse 39. 
Jesus says, the harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Therefore, just as the weeds are gathered and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather from his kingdom all who cause sin and those guilty of lawlessness. Uh, That just means those who won't obey God's commands and laws and, and what he says. Verse 42, they will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, This is good news and bad news. Uh, The good news is that there's going to be an end to evil. The day of harvest, on the day of judgment, the Son of Man, Jesus, is going to send out his harvesters and they're going to remove every source of evil and suffering in the world and do away with it forever. He's going to clear it right out of his kingdom. That is wonderful news. But it's also bad news, isn't it? Uh, It's bad news for the weeds. Uh, Jesus speaks of terrible judgment and punishment. And he finishes his parable. Notice he says, let anyone who has ears listen. This is Jesus pleading, giving us a loving warning. This is what will come. Uh, Because Jesus says there are only two groups. There's only two kinds of plants that belong to two different masters. There's no middle ground. Either you are a child of the kingdom of heaven, or you are a weed planted by the devil. If you're someone here today who's not a follower of Jesus, he is putting you in that second category. Uh, if you aren't following Jesus as the one in charge of your life, if you want to call the shots and be the one in charge, well, that actually makes you an enemy of Jesus. And though you may think you are free and independent, uh, Jesus says, actually, you're on the side of the devil and a slave to him. And there is terrible judgment coming. Jesus says this to warn us because there is a way out. And today, you're going to hear a bit later on some, a story of, of how God has done that, how someone can move from one side to the other. If you're someone exploring Christianity, please listen to the offer of how you can move from one side to the other. Because the other side is better, isn't it? Look down at verse 43. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. They're righteous not because they're great people, but because of what Jesus did when he died on the cross, he made them righteous. And those who follow Jesus, those who are his good seed, well, on that last day, they're going to be there shining, shining with God's glory as they live in his kingdom with no suffering or pain, where all that evil has been taken away. That is where everything is going. As you think about your gospel forecast, well, expect evil now. Expect opposition to Christianity now. But don't let your forecast end there. Because there is going to be a day when all evil will be taken away for good. And the kingdom of God and all his people will shine perfectly and beautifully. That's where things are going. And Jesus has more to add to our gospel forecast in two short parables which follow this one. Uh, Look down at verse 31. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but when grown, it's taller than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the sky come and nest in its branches. Uh, 
I dabble in growing vegetables uh, each summer, sometimes successfully. Uh, but, but I hate that bit when you're trying to cut this little um, foil packet open to get some seeds out, because I'm just so clumsy, and I'm trying to grab the little seeds, and I keep dropping them everywhere. Uh, seeds are tiny, aren't they? And here Jesus says, this particular mustard seed, it, it's the tiniest of all seeds. Jesus is zooming in on size, isn't he? It starts tiny, but it's going to grow to be big. Uh, he makes a similar point in the next parable, verse 33. He told him another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Uh, that's another name for yeast. Leaven that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until all of it was leavened. Uh, well, one of the items I was most sad to get rid of back in Christchurch was my bread maker. Uh, I used to have these big bags of flour. And when you make bread, you sort of get this big five-kilo bag and sort of pour on a whole lot of flour. And then you get out your little jar of yeast. Get out your little dainty teaspoon and just put a few teaspoons in. A tiny amount of yeast will rise the whole um, bunch of flour. And this lady, she's got 50 pounds. That's like 25 kilos of flour. This is a big feast. But with just a little yeast, uh, it's going to grow. Now, she probably had to work hard sort of kneading and, you know, folding and that sort of thing. I just used to push a button. Uh, but the end result's the same. The tiny bit of yeast works through the whole thing and transforms it until it all grows and becomes tasty, tasty bread. And Jesus tells us these parables to reset our expectations. In this age, the kingdom will look small, tiny as a mustard seed, but it will grow to be the largest uh, this tiny seed grows uh, to be greater than all the other plants in the field. Birds are going to come nesting in this mustard uh, plant. Uh, it's a picture from the Old Testament of, of a kingdom that is flourishing and growing and providing for its people. Uh, go back to the dough. All 50 pounds is going to rise uh, large. And that's how it's going to be of the kingdom of heaven. Look, it may look small right here today here in Auckland. It may look like it's going backwards rather than forwards. But one day it is going to be the largest tree in the field. One day every person who has ever lived is going to stand before Jesus and recognize actually he is the king of the universe. And on that day Jesus is going to remove all evil and suffering from his kingdom and make everything new. And Jesus tells us these parables to reshape our expectations so that we will live by faith in his word and not by Sight. Have you ever put your faith in a weather forecast? I'm not sure what the weather's like here in Auckland, but down in Christchurch you get these sort of days where you wake up in the morning and it's all just cloudy, a bit misty, and perhaps a little bit of drizzle. But then, by mid-morning, the sun comes out, burns it all away, and it's a great day. Usually, but not always. And so you wake up in the morning and you've got your washing that you've done. You've got to head out early, and so you look out the window, and what do you see? Cloud and rain. You whip out your phone, and you look at med service, and it says, sun, mid-morning. And you're left with the dilemma. Do you put your clothes out or not? Do you put your faith in med service? <laughs> well, with this gospel forecast, we've got something far, far more reliable than a mathematical model done by some scientists in Wellington. We have Jesus' word. We have his promise. Because when you look out the window, the gospel weather may look terrible. 
A couple of months back, I, um, I, I told some people I was heading off to Japan as, as a missionary, and, and one guy came up to me afterwards, and he said, actually, I lived in Japan for 10 years as a missionary. And he says, over that 10 years, I could count on one hand how many people I saw became a Christian through the work I was doing. And he says, of that, perhaps one or two are still following Jesus today. 10 years of labor, and that's the outcome, he said. That could be the experience that Naomi and I have. But what gives us confidence to go and do that, even though it looks like it could just be a massive waste of time? Well, it's because Jesus' words right here. His kingdom may look small. It may look tiny. But 2,000 years ago, Jesus turned up and Jesus started his kingdom. The seed was planted The yeast was mixed in. And I don't care what the gospel weather looks like outside in Japan. The forecast, the promise, according to Jesus, is this. His kingdom is going to grow and grow and grow and grow, and he will be king over everything. And his promise is that people from every tribe and tongue and nation will be there on the last day, shining like the sun with God's glory. That's why we go... Now, we don't always get to see the final outcome that Jesus promises here in our life. And sometimes God does things that we wouldn't expect. And maybe we might experience things going backwards rather than forwards. But Jesus gives us this big picture so we know where it ends. We need to live by faith in Jesus' words, not by sight. Will you do that, Auckland EV? But sometimes God also does really bless us with sight, doesn't he? And that's what today is all about. Today is a day of celebration of what God has been doing here at Auckland EV. Uh, How awesome has it been hearing what's happening? Uh, And we're going to hear a bit more in a moment. And and what you're hearing today is not an abnormality. It's not the, the final gasping breaths of a dying religion. What you're seeing today is simply God doing what Jesus promised would happen that his kingdom would grow and grow and grow as people from all nations hear about him, come to trust him, and then grow as Christians. Uh, How awesome to be seeing and celebrating that today. How about I stop and thank God for what he's been doing uh, and pray for us that we'd be able to keep trusting his word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your promises here. I pray you would help us to be those who live by faith and what you have to say, and your promises of your kingdom growing. I pray we'll be able to trust you and keep following you and sticking with you. And we thank you so much for how you've shown us the fruit of you doing your work in this world and saving many here at Auckland EV. We thank you and we praise you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon recording from Auckland EV. We hope you found it helpful. And if you'd like to find out more about Jesus or about church, we'd love to get in touch. So check out our website at aucklandev.co.nz for more details. Thanks for listening.